That's crazy. I wouldn't even have been able to give him that. <laughs> That's how I was like, I don't know the password, G. Um, Mike check, Mike one. Yeah, who, who's one? He is, yeah. Mike check, one. Yep. Oh, sounds good. Sounds good to me. All right, gentlemen. Oh, we're popping it now? Hey. How do I? I can't even. Can I get my? Oh, got you. Can you turn mine up just a little bit? Headphones, George? I don't know which headphones these are, but it's just not. Yo, yeah. Oh, yep. We live. Whatever you whatever you did just now works. <laughs> I appreciate that. Let me, uh, man, I'm all fucking everywhere right now, B. I'm everywhere. Hey, I can't prepare, so we good. Man, I was listening to the uh, Dynasty album today. It was fucking fire. Oh? Yeah. Did you ever listen to the Dynasty joint? The the whole joint? Yeah. Yeah. It's from 2000. Oh, man, yeah. That's my that shit. Was my, that was my, I'm graduating high school year, bro. Was it really? Yeah. That was my shit, bro. I've been listening to it, like, all day. Uh, I, I started to listen to I think today was, like, the 22nd year anniversary. No, it couldn't be 22nd. Is it 22nd uh-huh. year anniversary? 20, that, no, the anniversary of um, Volume 1. Uh, I think so. Something like that, man. But that's uh, that's what caught my attention. And then I was like, oh, let me listen to the Dynasty. And then I yeah. was playing that shit. One I don't know, man. I've been heavy on just random random music lately. Really? What yeah. you listen to? Um, the, that, uh, the white boy Jack Harlow out man. of Louisville. My guy he, tried look, to put man, me I'm, kinda, not, I'm not a fan. You know what, man? I, I like his producer, I guess, because really? he's, he's got some shit to slap. Man, uh, my guy Deacon, man, Dave Jones, he came on the show. Um, he was telling me about Jack Harlow. Yeah. And he was he really fucked with his music. I'm not the biggest fan I, of the joint. I wasn't a fan, but I listened to the last album he dropped. Uh-huh. Because my, my homegirl's from Missouri. Uh-huh. And she's like, yo, we've seen this dude live. Like, he's cool. Yeah. And I went and looked him up. I'm like, yo, you 21? Mm-hmm. You popping out here like he's that? He's that young? Yeah. Okay. Got the DJ Drama co-sign. I mean, I'm, I just I don't know if it's just me, G. But that album he put that was the production night was nice. Production is nice. Yeah, his music sounds good. I'm yeah. just not a fan of his. Couple of the songs I was like, oh, this is catchy. I get why they like it. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's got one that just kind of hits in the car, so I kind of just put that on. And okay. Went. Hey, man. You know? Like I said, I I, I tried to check it out. Just bro, you know, like recommended recommended right. it. And I was like, yeah, I'm not fucking with it. All right, um, let's get into this real quick because we are on a time crunch today. Um, I'm here with my man, Kev. Kev, do me a favor, sir. Introduce yourself. Artist name, all that good stuff. Artist name, Kev. uh, Kevin Johnson. I just stopped going by AKA years ago. Stopped going by King also years ago and just decided, you know, I was trying to be something. I wasn't in music. Mm -hmm. I was trying to be popular. And decide why not just go by my name? Yeah, that's who I am. Which made it hella hard for me to find your shit, <laughs> mind you. Because as I was searching yeah. Kev on the uh, thing, this white dude's albums popped up on Yo, title. And I was like, hey, every this? time I put in Kev in the Spotify, Kevin Gates pops up. Yeah, I can see that. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm not trying to find you, bro. We, right, know, we yeah. know who you are. I'm just trying like, to find myself. Right. I got to go to my own artist page. <laughs> and I got to link myself to my own artist page to get to it. But yeah, I am, yeah, man. Um, just uh, Washington State raised, Alaska born, mm-hmm. grew up in Bellingham. Uh, moved down here like '02. Okay, from Bellingham, just like yeah. literally sounds corny. Like 150 dollars in my pocket. Really? Yeah. Why'd you Why'd you move out here? Well, when I turned 19, my mom got mad because I wouldn't give her all my paychecks. Okay. So it was like I was only making 500 dollars a month working at Old Navy. 
Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, Damn. And my mom was like, I want $450 a month. For what? For rent? For rent. Fuck I was like, Are you fucking kidding me? Are you I was serious? like, yo, I'm not doing it. And I did it one month. I was like, okay, bet. I'll do it one month. Yeah. I, eat all, I eat all the fucking groceries in the house anyway. Yeah. I'm drinking the liquor or whatnot. I don't care. Like, So then I was just like, no, I'm not doing this no more. So she's like, well, you can either pay me the money or you can leave. Wow. So that day, my boy Bobby showed up and we whipped over to the homie's house mm-hmm. and was talking to him about it. His dad's like, well, I own this house. I'll rent you a room, mm-hmm. $147 a month. Oh, nice. Cool. Let's yeah. do it. And I, that was like, I was there for like two, three months. Uh-huh. And then finally my dad called me and was like, hey, I don't like I don't like what's going on. Like, yeah. let me come pick you up. Let me move you down here. Yeah. So I was like, well, okay, here? cool. To down, Seattle? No, no, down, down to uh, Kent. Okay. So I was like, okay, bet. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to leave my friends up there. I was like, I don't want to leave. Right. Like, who am I going to know down there? Nobody. Right. But I was like, you know, I got to do it. Did it. And then my dad and my uncle got into it in the house we was living in. And they were like, oh, hey, we're moving. I was like, damn, you just moved me. All right. So my uncle, my mom's brother was like, yeah, just come on. Yeah. So I moved in with him. Uh Uh-huh. If I ever make it it big off anything, I owe him a check. Yeah. You know, because he's not not sweating me for none of the money or nothing. Right. But I lived with him for like a year or so. Then I moved, got my own spot in Kent, mm-hmm. got me a job because I was still going to Green River, got a job at Jiffy Lube. Cool. I had a full-time job, full-time school, was working. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I live life like that, man. Uh, okay, wait. Let's get into that. I'm gonna, I want to get into that. Give me a second, though. Yeah. Because I got to address something, but I do want to hear the rest of the story. Yeah. Because that's fucking wild. I think everybody kind of has a story. Not everybody, but some people have stories similar to that. Right. I want that connects with people because I got a story pretty similar. But um, okay, this is episode fifty three. I said we're on a time crunch today because we gotta get the fuck out of here. Hey, episode fifty three. Episode fifty three. We made it. We're out here. Um, so um, I have to apologize to everybody because I'm promoting sober November. I've been promoting it pretty tough, <laughs> and then I failed miserably this weekend, like from day one. From Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, <laughs> I had a pretty intoxicated weekend. Um, and it wasn't like, I know, you know, like giving into my vices type shit. Right. You know what I mean? It was just, uh, my cousin came into town, was kicking it with him Friday night, had a couple shots, you know, then. It happens, man. Like, Saturday came, I had a date that was tight. So we oh, got drunk. Oh. Hey. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that happened. Okay. We're going to talk about that offline. <laughs> We're going to talk about that offline. That was tight. And then last night, I was just at the house with me, Juice Danny. We're kicking. I was like, man, let's go out. Let's go somewhere. Like, let's go do something. So we went to Classics last night and went about a bottle, of course, because that's what you got to do when you go out. Right. And we just had hella fun at the bar. Like, Mark Anthony came. It was popping. We had a lot of fucking fun. But I say that to say that I owe, I, I try to have people hold me accountable, you know, for my shit. Right. Um, like I said, you know, Sober November has to start today. I will go up until the 27th of this month. Yeah, this weekend was a fucking doozy. I had a lot of fun, though. Had a lot of fucking fun. Uh, I do want to address something real quick. We keep having conversations within our community about club shootings and just being safe and creating safe spaces and things like that. A a good friend of mine was was shot in the face um, at the club a couple weeks ago. Um, Out here? Yeah, out here. Uh, I'm not going to say the name of the club. I know a lot of people know the dog and and shit like that. And I don't think his family wants his name. Right. But... Um, it just kind of it baffles me. I'm a little confused. I, I have to call people to the table. I'm not gonna do it by name right now, but you know who you are. Um, we keep having conversations about keeping shit safe. 
Right. We keep having conversations about the club scene being dead and and not being what we want it to be or what we what it used to be back in the day. Right. We don't take care of shit. Now we just had the conversation about Baltic and you know not fucking with Baltic and all that. You know, based off of who they are, what they've been doing, right. saying to people, you know, uh, treating the patrons disrespectful. We don't have shit else here. We don't have nothing else here for us to do at night. Right. Every fucking location gets shot up. I'm starting to question if. I'm starting to question if we really give a fuck. Do we really care? Because all I see when I post shit like this on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. and people are like, oh, yeah, everything gets shot up. Well, if everything's getting shot up and you know that that's how niggas are moving, why not encourage someone to do and be better? Right. I don't know if it's people are falling in love with the flashy lifestyle and niggas just, you oh, know. come on, man. You know that's what it is, man. Is it is it that or, I mean, because it's not people fearing for their lives because nah. niggas ain't fighting like that. You know what I mean? I remember when niggas used to fight in the club. Yes. Like, I remember get the them time. up. Like, yo, here's my left fist, my right fist. Let's fight. Like, in Fam, the club. Like, it's nobody ridiculous. had guns in the club. No, but this wasn't even in the club. That's what I'm saying. People show up to the let out or people show but up why? outside and it. Fam, because you're not getting a gun in the club. I've, I've, I've yet hey, to but, see. But why? What is the point? I don't know. Of showing up, knowing you got something on you. What? 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 And is, what drives that person? Is it an intimidation? I, and I really want answers from motherfuckers. If you're listening to this, please spread the message. Let other, other people know that we need to start this dialogue. I need to know because I, I'm trying to figure out what we can do, how we solve this problem for people. A friend of mine got shot in the face. Right. My man could have died. I think the worst that happened was I think the bullet went in and went out. I think he lost a tooth. I was grateful to hear that he was okay. Absolutely. I talked to another friend of mine who was about the hospital with him. He was telling me that, you know, dog was in good spirits. He was cracking jokes, things like that. Right. We are forever grateful for grace. He his that man's life has been touched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like somebody's watching out for him. It could have gone the complete wrong way. Another friend of mine lost her boyfriend. Um, a couple months back, Man. getting shot at the club, an altercation, had nothing to do with him, lost his life. When are we going to start taking our own lives serious? I keep hearing Black Lives Matter. Right. I don't believe in respectability politics, so I'm not going to be the person to say, you know, they need to matter to us and, you know, push that narrative and black on black violence and other type of shit. Yeah. But we have to matter to us enough to keep each other safe, to discourage negative patterns of behavior. Right. Don't let your friend be the fucking idiot that brings a gun to the club or has a gun in the car claiming that it's for protection in you, case some shit pops off. I think that's I think that's what it is. That's where the accountability factor comes in. If you're rolling with somebody and you know they got that on them, and you're like, why do you even need that? Like, what is the why? Why are you not questioning fam, your homie? Like, we don't do enough of that. People aren't keeping each other uh, in check. They're not holding each other accountable. Again, the man got shot in his face. He could have right. died that night. Right. You know what I mean? Imagine the horror. And a lot of us know people who died from gun violence. A mm-hmm. lot of us do. Almost all of us do. We know somebody. We've been to, a friend of ours has been shot, mm-hmm. you know, or killed or whatever. Right. Right. There's a there's a degree of separation between us and somebody yeah. who's been gunned down. Yeah. And you know that horror when you find out that a friend of yours has been murdered. Right. Or been shot in general. Yeah. Like, look. Because the panic comes when you think someone got shot. It, your first it didn't question, happen at okay? a club. It didn't happen at a club. But my, one of my very good friends, my little bro, Kevin, was shot. I don't know if you've ever heard about the soldier a couple years ago that was shot outside of Fort Lewis. And a former airman, mm-hmm. he, um, he was leaving his ex-wife's spot. And this army dude just rolled up on him. Really? He was getting in his truck and just popped it and started popping. Just my outside? Dude, like, outside the apartments. Like, my, my boy. Like, like, it wasn't even, like, no altercation, no, no. nothing? 
No. Hmm. And he just drove himself as far as he could. He started passing out when he saw, like, corny to say, the Popeyes. He just mm-hmm. whipped in there. Yeah. And some off just some off-duty medic mm-hmm. was in there, saved his life, got him to the hospital. Like, nice. It's senseless, man. Like Yeah. And it's not, I'm not, I understand. This is a very multi-layered conversation because we can talk about gun violence and then we can talk about violence in, in places that it doesn't right. exist. Violence in places that it doesn't exist is a conversation I want to have now. We could talk about guns and you know all the other things that come with that conversation later. Right. But we don't have shit as it is. We can't go nowhere. They're going to shut down hella clubs because of gun violence already. Right. I mean, goddamn, we were just not necessarily joking about Baltic, but like Baltic gets shot up every fucking couple months. Keith, you and I were having that conversation last week when I came in here about, you know, why it hasn't been shut down, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? Like all these different ridiculous things. Stop. I don't even know what to say to people now. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I guess curious. I'm bad. I mean, look, man, I stopped going out to go out a long time ago. Like, it's very rare that you'll see me step out somewhere. But this is why I started the game nights at my house. Right. And I, and I feel that. That same spirit. Don't right. worry about going Cause, to Because it's the a club. safe space to be in. Fam, we started the game nights to be able to say, yo, I know what happens at the club. Right. It's a bunch of fuck shit. Just it's come happening. through here. Come to my house, G. We'll, we'll play some dominoes. We'll play Uno, Spades, whatever. Right. We'll cook some good food. Laugh, joke, pop it a bitch, do whatever. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we're going to have a great fucking time. Now, at the end of the night, if you're too drunk, you can stay tonight. Absolutely. Please don't drive home and get a DUI mm-hmm. or crash or... Or worse. Or worse, right? I'm just... That's all I can really say about the topic, man. Yeah. We have to stop. Well, and I thought ridiculous. about this. I thought about this when you sent me what we was going to talk about. And I guess I just had three questions, right? Mm-hmm. My three questions was, well, number one, why does it keep happening? Right? Because that's that's the most broad stroke of a question. Right. That, you know, it, 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 the possibilities are endless as to why it's happening, right? Right. There's people who feel like their manhood's constantly being tested. There's people who are just too quick to have something on them. And somebody says something wrong, they're too quick to pull it. Or is it just the, uh, I'm sorry, what was your other question? And then my, my second question was, what's the solution? Right? What's the solution? You have a solution. Game nights at your house with your people. You want right. to come through. But we all, all don't have that solution, right? What's right. the other solution? Like what I do, I don't go out. But does that, but does that stop people from acting a particular way it once doesn't. they're there? It doesn't. That's what I'm saying. We gotta- so you got the dudes who go in the club still looking for a fight. Because mm-hmm. those people exist, black, white, or just whatever. outside the club, or just outside the club, yeah. right? But it's the same shit. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then, who, and then who's to blame? Like who's to blame? Right? Like, I think I think we're to blame. I can answer that one. I think we're to blame as a society. I think that you know for so long we've uh, propagated these images of you know the man with the gun as a cool dude. You know because it's right. not just associ- it's not just a gun. You associate that gun with someone with money or yep. there's some type of clout that that person is chasing. And you not to take saying? away from our black cinema or our black movies or whatever, but you look at the movies we grew up on, right? Mm-hmm. Belly, Paid in Full. You know what I'm saying? Just those two alone. Like, we all love those movies. Because I hate Belly. Sorry. Just heads up. Okay. I understand. We could talk about that soon. I get what you're talking about. We talk about. But you get what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I like, you got cats that. It's the glorification. I mean, glorify, uh, yeah. I mean, we've seen it our whole lives, right? Through hip hop, everything. But hip hop is a story, hip hop is a fable. You know what I mean? In most cases, mm-hmm. it's a story about real life, what's going on, but it's about somebody who used to do things like that who doesn't do it anymore. But it's also, well, well nowadays. Or, uh, nowadays, but or then you got people who still do it. But that's my point. We're glorifying these things. Like, mm-hmm. what, I forgot what rapper it was, just got like a gold gun. 
Somebody just got like a gold gun for their Somebody birthday. Somebody just got some, a Louis Vuitton crazy. gun or some I saw shit. That. Maybe that's what it was. The Louis yeah. Vuitton gun. yeah. I'm like, yo. And it's, here's the thing. I, I'm not against firearms because obviously, you know, like home, home invasions do exist, right? Yep. People threaten your family. People run up on you, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I understand the protection aspect of it. What I don't like and the thing that I, I don't, um, I try not to promote is, uh, I said glorifying just the violent aspects that come mm-hmm. along with it. Um Yeah, bro. Like, it, we just talked about um, somebody just got shot. Like, I, I can't think of the incident, but something just happened that we were all like in a fucking uproar about. And right. I, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a big, it was a big fucking thing here in Seattle. Damn, there was somebody. In, okay, well, so somebody in Seattle happened. was shot. Somebody in Parkland was shot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, so it's happening forty miles south too. But I'm saying, here's my thing. It's not about necessarily <clears throat> somebody getting shot just like gun violence. Right. It's guns at the club. That's my mm-hmm. thing. Like, when you're going to the club to start some. Sh- we got to move on from this, but you motherfuckers just... How, when's it going to stop? Um, fuck if I know. I mean, yeah. like I said, it has to be a behavioral change. It has to be the mindset of people. We yeah. have to stop. You know what I'm saying? And it has to be a cultural movement to get it to stop. You know? Um, I do want to shout out a couple people. Your album dropped on the 21st, right? Yes, it did. Uh, AMV6, Legends of the Fall. Mm-hmm. Go check that out. The homegirl Nisha had a project dropped last week. Um, her project what's her project called let me see it's called Crazy yeah let me know I'm, I'm gonna it's, look that uh, up Black Soul mixed it um, oh word yeah uh, I think uh, Zach Bruce and his band I think they did some of the production on it um, it's really good man it's only three songs but it's tight you said it was called Crazy yeah I'll send you the link because I had a hard time searching yeah, for it on title but I got it she dropped that it's really good man she can really sing she sounds like, uh, like early 2000s R&B it's really tight Oh, I th- um, yeah, I, found, I just found this. I'm, I'm about to bump this on my way home. Yeah, yeah she's really good. It's, and it's, it's a short project. It, it's really dope. Hey, short projects is okay. Yeah, no, that's fine. Um, let me see. What else? Uh, who's that? That me? Oh, that is Keith over there, sir. Hey, just ask me if I want to put my phone. Do not disturb. Um, who else, man? Um, I don't know of a lot of, like a lot of musical projects that dropped, um, but I do know that um, I think Black Soul said he got some shit coming. Pretty I, soon. Hey, I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for yeah. I'm waiting for soul shit too. To Look, drop. man, I, I I remember hearing about Black Soul. The first time I heard him sing mm-hmm. was on Good Sin's Mission Impossible. That was a, the first time I heard him sing. Oh, really? Yeah. That was on a uh, the story of love and hate. Yep. Which is still I love that project. Yeah. yeah. I still knock that. Um, but I'm waiting for this Black Soul to drop. His last project was dope. Never say. Yep. They never say was the. the can we last circle back? Movie. Can we circle back to Pender's project that he dropped? Which one? The uh, yeah, ideas. Jo- yeah, the ideas, the ideas joint. Yeah. Like, bro, hand, hands up is by it, look. That is the anthem right there. Hands up. Hands up, bro. What was my favorite one off of Pender's last joint? Like, uh, I can't remember my favorite. I remember I, I emailed him to get that link, and I was mm-hmm. driving to Spokane mm-hmm. that same day. He sent me the link that morning. I think I listened to that project through and through mm-hmm. from my house in Fife yeah. to Ellensburg. Is it is it Trouble in Paradise? I think Trouble in Paradise. <laughs> I listened to those song? same songs for that 90 minutes and I just could not. Mm-hmm. It, a solid project. I think my favorite project, my favorite man. project from Pinder, I think, still is uh, Backpack Wax, his first like full joint that he put out was way back in mm-hmm. 2005, 2006, something like that. Yeah. It's way back, yeah. Um, let me see, man. Um, a bunch of dope ass podcasts. I listen to um, the He Said He Said podcast. Ray and Jay. Mm-hmm. They'll be here in a couple weeks. That's tight. I'm still waiting for Mac and Nelly to drop some new shit. Yeah. Um, I know they always got shit, bro. I think Nelly's out of the country right now, or maybe she's just got back. Um, and then they'll, they'll be here too, which is tight. Um, what else, man? Um, 
I think that the girls from the Black in the City podcast have their shit coming up. It's like their two-year anniversary. Um, I think that's next Sunday night. I think they tweeted the link out. I still got to buy my tickets. I'm fucking sloughing. Um, and I know Makita keeps sending me the thing. Yeah, I got to get up on more podcasts, man. Like, yeah. Now that my album's done and it's out, yeah. I don't. Wanna, make, I, don't I really don't want to listen to music for a minute. Like, I'm still. I still make beats here and there, but I, I just do don't really? want. It's tight. Yeah, I, did, I produced the whole project. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, we're going to talk about that. Yeah. I was going to ask you that, too, who, yeah. who did the production on it. Um, who else, man? Uh, like I said, Black and City Pod. We and Shit Podcast. Uh, those guys drop every Wednesday morning. Um, yeah, so just a ton of dope fucking content. Um, I'm, I want to get into that Hip Hop Seattle podcast. I, I haven't had the opportunity to check it out just yet. Um, but yeah, a lot of dope shit coming. A lot of dope shit uh, people are doing out here. Fucking support your people, man. Retweet, send links. And that's you all know? it takes, man. Like I don't think people understand, like, I don't care if you, Reese, come to my show mm-hmm. and buy merch. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have you tell me what song you like and then retweet it for all your people to to see. That's tight. I'd rather see that. I did buy merch, though. I just wanted you to know. I know you did, and okay. I appreciate you for that. Yes, sir. But I would rather, if somebody likes a song from me, I don't need you to buy it on iTunes. Right. Tell somebody about it. Yeah, I mean, word of mouth is a very powerful tool. You know, you know? social media is an extremely powerful tool. I always try to put people's shit out there. Um, let me see. Uh, there's gonna be some shit I know we can't really get into. I wanted to have this conversation with you about who has the best ear in music history. <laughs> we'll, we'll have that. We'll have that conversation. Yeah, we, yeah, we'll have that. Conversation. That's a that's a rabbit hole conversation, man. Like as gonna, you saw, as you saw, like I don't know. Yeah, I saw some of your people was getting those are not my people. Them is your people. Bro. Those is not my people, my people, man. Those are people who one of your boys was talking pretty. Spicy, yo, I don't know none spicy. of them folks, but you that was talking. I was like, that's on on everything. Like, I don't that dude don't follow you. No, that nigga was talking man. That's spicy. just on that on dude's post that I posted on. Everybody yeah. who follows him saw that. Okay, I was I like, know, yo, dog. I'm like, yo, who are these people? I had to look at said Seattle, and I was like, okay, fam, who are you? Because you're talking really big right now. He was like, dog, shut up. Sit down somewhere. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, like yo. Who the fuck are you, man? Hey. Like, that's not I, my people. Okay. I appreciate that's not my not people, people, man. Um, let's do this. Get this out the way because I want to have this conversation. I want to continue your story. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we ask a question every week. Oh, I got. I, nope. I'm, I'm prepared. I'm we prepared. We ask a penny question every week. I'm I prepared. Give, let me give people some, some context real quick. So we ask this question every week. If you're a new listener, please don't be shocked or surprised by this. You might be. Who knows? Uh, don't feel grossed out by it. Don't feel like, you know, closet pervs, nothing like that. I ask people sit in this chair, uh, you know, what kind of panties they feel like. Uh, it's a metaphorical question. So, yeah, it's, it don't have to be literal. Sir. Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about this. Okay. I'm a pair of cheekies. Okay. Because I'm showing just a little bit. Okay. And leaving the rest up to the imagination. <laughs> All right. You feel me? Like, yeah. I, you got a color? Hey, shop, color hey you know, I'm going to go, uh, you know what I mean? I'm going go with the wine red cheekies. Mm, I like that. Like the Merlot red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I envision it. Yeah, I got you. I got yep, the Merlot I red. Okay. Yep. Nice. And cotton. Not satin or none not of that. Satin, not lace. Nah, man. Just the cotton joints. Okay. Smooth. Yeah. Just basic. Basic. I feel you. I'm a simple man. I, I see. <laughs> That's tight, though. That was an interesting answer. I don't think anybody said that yet. Especially for, uh, for the color. Um, I think today... What's today, man? I, was, I, I said I had a great weekend, man. I was coming off. Yeah, you sound like you did, bro. Coming off, coming off a high this weekend. It was tight. Uh, let me see. Today, man, I might just have to be a G-string, G. I think I might you be. You feeling yourself. I think I might be a G-string today. You feeling today yourself. Was, today was a solid day. I was, I was at the job. I, I, I walked into some great opportunities. Um, you know, I just felt sexy. 
I felt sexy. I felt, you know, like, and I had some great conversations where I had to, like, kind of lay myself out there. I felt kind of bare. I had, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. Next to nothing. Yeah. But yeah, you feeling, feeling yourself, yeah. so it's okay. Yeah. Maybe a black G-string, you know what I'm saying? And and something with, like, a little little bedazzle on the front. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Maybe like a little Like a little butterfly on the front or something. Hey. Yeah. Hey, beauty. Today was tight. Today was beautiful. All right, brother. Let's get into it, man. I do want to let's let's continue this conversation. Let's continue yeah. this story. Story time. So you, you moved out. Yeah, man. So I moved. To Kent. I moved down here to Kent, and then they I moved, moved. They moved. I moved to Auburn to live with my uncle. Okay. Uh, and finally, I was just like, all right, bet I got, I'm gonna go. Mm-hmm. And I got my own spot with a couple of the homies. I moved out. Worked for a couple years. And what year? What year is this? Oh. Three at this time. Okay. So then 03 came around. I, was, I got my first full-time fucking job working at Jiffy Lube. And I got an offer to take another job over at uh, Aaron Sales and Lease. So I took it. What was that? Is that a uh, furniture mo- store? Yeah, furniture store. Okay, I got you. I, I got a job offer to just go move furniture. It was like $5 more an hour. Mm-hmm. So I said, I'm not passing that up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I went and took that. Of course not, yeah. Worked there for a year. And then uh, kind of fell into DJing. In mm-hmm. that year. Now, was that your introduction to like making music? It was. Um, I mean, you weren't re- recording. I wasn't recording music, DJ. but I was ri- I was writing music. I've been writing music since I was thirteen. Okay. So it got me. My, my boy, my boy uh, DJ Ray. I don't know if anybody out there knows DJ Ray. He used to be at Redondo Bar and Grill. Mm-hmm. Uh, the white dude. He was up at Everett all the time. Does some Seattle joints. Uh, does some Seahawks parties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ray called me one day. Was like, Hey man, I know you're doing this little every other weekend up at Redondo, but I got a job for you. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, bet. Talk to me. He said, how do you feel about working at a strip club? Nice. <laughs> I was like, That's time to talk. Uh, what? Yeah. He goes, how do you feel about DJing at did a strip have, club? Did you have a girl at the time? No. Okay. No. I, I can see like, that being a, a, a thing. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, like I'll come try it out. He's like, man, come do it for a weekend. If you don't like it, you'll at least get a G if put in your pocket. If you don't like it. You get a G in your pocket. Let's call it, you know, whatever. Okay. And you got to figure, man, at this time, I'm 23. Okay. I'm 23 at the time. Yeah. Irresponsible exactly. as fuck. Yes. Like. Working at a strip club. Cool. Let's go do this. <laughs> so I show up. Absolutely. I show up. Ray's like, all right, man, here's all you need to do. Here's a list of the girls. Like, they'll tell you what songs they want to hear. You look through the, the hard drive. I was like, okay, bet. It was super simple. First night was super simple. Mm-hmm. I probably pulled 750 that night. Nice. On you know, and that was with tips. So, uh, and I was gonna ask, like, how does that work? You just make tips, or no? I made tips plus what the club was paying me. So, Damn, um, I, was, I, I was there for like a weekend. Needs to happen. And then the and then Ray's like, hey man, it's yours. I don't want it no more. I don't want to do this gave no up more. Yeah, so he just, night. You know, I don't know what he was getting paid, but well, shit. I mean, if you was making seven fifty for the but the owner night. liked what I did the first couple yeah. nights because I got on the microphone. Mm-hmm. And nobody else would get on the microphone and be Stanley coming to the stage. We had, and yeah. I got up there. I was just like. He turned it into the south. Just, hey, for real, that's kind of what hey, it was. Like, like I, I just gave it a little pizzazz and just had fun with it. Like, can I do this? I wonder if I could be. I, I mean, just took low DJ. No, you don't. We'll get to it. <laughs> you don't. Shit, you don't. Right. Man, I seen some shit, bro. So that was in May. Now come July, I get a phone call. I was homesick uh-huh. from work. And I was pissed because I knew I was losing hella bread. Yeah. So my owner calls me. I woke up randomly like 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. And he calls me. He's like, hey, man. So the manager just quit. I need somebody to replace her. 
And I was like, so you're now asked to manage, right? So I'm now asked to be the manager. Man, this is amazing. And he asked me because one, I'm not a yes man, mm-hmm. and two, I'm about my money. Yeah. And he's like, well, just do you want to do it? Yeah. I was like, he's like, you got 30 seconds to answer me. I was like, yes, I'll do it. Like, right. <laughs> put a time limit on me, man. And like, you're 23. I was 23. What, what club? I, is I this? just turned 24. It was Club Paradise in Lakewood. Okay. You know what that is, right? Yeah, by, yeah, by the bowling yeah, alley, yes, yeah. Sir. So that was that's what I managed. Okay. So I mean, I, I, I he gave me like five hundred dollars, told me to go buy some new clothes. Mm-hmm. So I went out, I came back, looked like Tony Soprano and shit. Nice with the bowling with shirts the and the sweat and shit. Nigga, I went to Burlington Coat Factory and balled out. Are you kidding you are me? Stupid. I was on some Steve Harvey shit before Steve <laughs> Harvey was like just the big ass suits. No, it was like just the bowling shirts <laughs> with the slacks with the square toe shoes. Okay. So. I was like, that's what I thought he wanted me to dress like. I could have wore polos and yeah. and slacks. but And he's like, well, here's what I need you to do, X, Y, Z. Three yeah. days later, he's like, hey, I'm going to Costa Rica for a week mm-hmm. to go help my brother with his business. Okay. You got your, your management team? Like, you just left you in charge of the strip club. Left me in charge. That's fucking hot. Come on, G. He was dumb. <laughs> I had way too much fun running that shit while he was gone. I'm fucking sure. So my salary increased exponentially. Yeah. And I have nothing to show for that money I made. Like a lot of us. I have zero to show. It was a lot of money, bro. I'm not even going to mention yeah. the number. It was a okay. lot of fucking money in that four months that I was a manager. Yeah. But I kind of, it was cool, man. For like for me, it wasn't about, ooh, I'm in a strip club. Oh, so how ladies, do we, I'm your manager. So like, how do we transition from DJing to music, though? So like, how did the, the transition really came. Were you recording came, in, the, in the strip club? No. Oh. I would still DJ at night here and there. Yeah. Just cause I, I enjoy music, man. I grew up in the music, you know, around music. I yeah. got a musical family and everything. And it's for me, it was more. I wasn't ready to do music. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was mature enough to do music, mm-hmm. so I just didn't. Okay. So, unfortunately, I fell in love with a stripper. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. Uh, uh, which seems like it would be. One. Let me say this. I fell in love with a stripper before as well. No. No. It's pretty fun. No, it's not. Well, I didn't fall in love with her, but it was a lot of lust. Yeah, no, I did. And it was it was the worst decision of my life. Why? But it was the best decision of my life because I found out a lot about myself. And, and at 24? At, at 24, 25. Okay. You know, her and I were together for five years. Man, okay. We got together. She stopped dancing. But Did you want her to stop dancing? So I'm just kidding. I really didn't care. She just said she was going to stop. Okay. So I was like, all right, cool. Did you have a problem with her dancing? Nah. Oh. I mean, that's how you met her. I mean, at that time, I didn't. Like, now I'm be like, yeah. mm, well, yeah, you were down, but I'm just saying, right. like, you met her as a stripper. Right, so... You was getting naked when I met you. I can't stop you. Right, like, yeah. you Not do you. But then it kind of came to the point, man, where, you know, it was it was a rough five years. Okay. You feel me? It was yeah. real rough. We got married. We were married for maybe eight months. Mm-hmm. And I found out she had been cheating on me for a year and a half. What? I fucking hate her now. So. Now I hate her. Um, and if I ever see her, I'll probably beat her up. <laughs> I just you ain't the only one. <laughs> sure. I, got, I got my cousins and my sisters. Everybody, just everybody. <laughs> my female cousins, they out here trying to do that. Um, but I mean, man, that that in order for me to be who I am today, I had to go through that, and I realize that, and I appreciate that. Okay, I appreciate that. I learned a lot about myself in that time in that five years. I learned what I will and will not put up with. Right from people, not just in a relationship, but from right, people. Right, right. And when she left, man, I. I tell the same story, man. It's in one of my songs, and I literally thought it was having a breakdown. Yeah. Like when it was over. Yeah. Like I sent myself through some shit. Like, <laughs> fam, is this what you was telling me about before? Yeah. This is, this yeah, is bro. Okay. This is this is what it was. It was a, I was sitting on my bed with a bottle of henny and a pistol, bro. Like, 
Yeah. I was really fucked up on the situation. Why do why do men take heartbreak? Because I felt bro, because I thought so it was something wrong with me. You feel me? Like what didn't I do? Family. Yeah, no, I, you know you feel me, so I'm not even gonna say feel me. Like I that's that's who I was. Like, I don't think that emotionally I was mature enough to deal with that situation. Right. You know what I mean? And at one point I was just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. But then I thought about it, man, like I can't go. I can't do that. Like, I think um, one. I, I appreciate your honesty. I think that um, a lot of people aren't honest enough with themselves about what they go through right. as they go through it. Um, like you know, I told my story, and yeah, you know, um, people gravitated towards it and was able to speak their shit and tell the truth. Yeah. Um, but it takes a certain amount of bravery and courage to be able to do so, and even admit to yourself. Man, look, like, I, I mean, had this moment. I mean, man, like, like I called my brother. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, "Yo, man, like I'm really fucked up right now." Yeah. And. The way I dealt with it, other than that, probably wasn't the healthiest either. Is I just went out on a drinking spree. I had a six night a week routine, bro. Like, brother, and I was still working a full time job at this point. Yeah, I was paying you know thirteen hundred dollar a month rent at that time mm-hmm. by myself. Like, I didn't, I wasn't making the money to be comfortable. Right, but I was spending like seven hundred dollars a month going out drinking. Yeah, like easy. That happened. You know what I'm saying? And then I finally told myself. Fuck her, by the way. Let me see. Yo, her. yo, that, that's. I was like, really, like, yo, fuck this. Fuck hey, her. If any of like, you guys see her, keep water balloons on deck. Hey, hey, <laughs> water balloons with corn syrup in them. Shit. Hey, I'm just saying, <laughs> sticky situation. <laughs> All right. But I got to the point, man, where I was like, you know what? My boy Smooth hit me mm-hmm. and was like, hey, I need you to come to the studio. Okay. I was like, all right, what you working on? And he's like, nah, I need you to come to the studio. Mm-hmm. I'll be right there. But you're still writing at this time. I'm still writing, but not really writing. Okay. But your writing was probably a lot different. As it well. was a lot different. Yeah, so I like, get there and he's just like, hey man, I know you're going through it. Here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna leave you in here. You know how to hit the space bar and record, hit the space bar and stop. You know how to set up your tracks, right? Yeah. I'll see you in the morning. Nice. Left me in the studio for 15 hours. I didn't even realize it was daylight outside because this mm-hmm. was like a makeshift shed the size of this room. In mm. his backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, sitting up on cinder blocks and shit. So I'm in there just with a Cool Edit Pro 2 mm-hmm. and a microphone, mixing board, and just his beats that he had, right. that he had made. And I think I recorded something like 30-some songs. That night? That night. Okay. They weren't all full. Of course, yeah. And just ideas. I Just ideas. Snippets. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes in in the morning just like, man, you still awake? And I was mm-hmm. like, I didn't know what time it was. I didn't pay attention. It was my day off, so I didn't care. And he started listening. He's like, nah, you, this is what you need to do. This is your therapy. Mm-hmm. I need you to come over and just treat this like therapy. That's Probably a, that's month, a, good friend, by a way. month in, it turned into, I told him, nah, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 at this time. Okay. So it was 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. I'm 28 at this time and just like, yo, this is what I want to do. Now I'm ready to do music. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to make music. The bad thing is the first two years I was making music was all angry. Mm-hmm. Everything was angry. I put it all on I put it on Spotify. It's all out there. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. It's just on title too. Yeah. Everything's on title, yeah. Spotify, everything. I didn't care. I was like, whatever. We're doing this music. Let's do the music. What was the what was the first joint? It was uh, a, it's uh, called The Resurgence. Resurgence, yeah. That was the first album. Looking at it right now, yeah, yeah. Bro, there's a lot of anger on it. There's a lot of me trying to be somebody I'm not on it and trying to stunt and trying to be that dude. Okay. Until you get to I Thought You Knew, the I Thought You Knew EP. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, 
I want to download everything all was, these. Everything was me just trying to play the part. Mm-hmm. 2012 hit. I met my dude Carl Rowe and got in the studio. Uh, Carl Rowe. White Tall dude? white dude. White six dude. five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, uh, still works at Comcast. I, I don't know, Doug, but I've like met him, I think. Right. And I've talked to him. So Where did I meet him at? What's he doing? He does music too, right? He used to you do music. You know Carl Rowe? Sorry, I know there's people that are listening to this right now right. who know who that is, but sorry, go ahead. So, like, uh, Peter Tosh knows him, Beamham knows him. Serm knows him. We interviewed him. Yeah. That's how, yeah. Yeah, he, so. Yeah, he lives in the sticks. Yeah. Yeah, got you. Sorry. Yeah, so, Carl, I, I shouted him out of the show because I listened to a project of his. I really liked it. Yeah. Excuse me. And then uh, he hit me on Facebook, and I was like, man, I'm really trying to, I heard you got a studio. I'd like to come through and record with you. If I could, if it was okay with you, you mm-hmm. know, let me come through and check it out. I came through. I brought him a couple beats that I wanted to do. And he's like, well, what would you think about doing a project here with me? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Now it's out the house? Uh, yeah, because yeah. he had the studio in his garage, like a built He still studio. has that, actually. Uh, no. No? No. Carl's out the game. Well, last time we, well, we this is like 2015, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. went over there. It was set up like it was. Yeah, so no, that's where I recorded. I thought you knew infamously unpopular. Mm-hmm. I recorded that there. I vo- I did laid the tracks, the vocal tracks for the uh, Death of a Stereotype album there mm-hmm. with my band that I did, and then Art Music Volume One and Volume Two I did there. Okay. So, I did five albums with him, mm-hmm. five projects with him, and really, the growth just started happening after the I Thought You Knew project. Mm-hmm. Like he started, make, you know, asking me to write a certain way. Like, hey, why don't you do it from this? Tweak this here, mm-hmm. like speak your truth, right? But let's mold it, right? So we kind of did. And um, at one point, it got to the point where he texted me one day. He goes, "Man, I feel like you've pioneered a new lane." And he mm-hmm. called it vacation music because for a minute there, I was putting I out that. songs that you could listen to when you was on vacation, mm-hmm. and I felt that. I was like, "Okay, yeah, I feel you. Like right. that, that works." And then. You know, did the band project, and then coming off the band project, I didn't do nothing for a year, man. Like, I did mm-hmm. three years with the band and just went on some rock, metal, funk, hip-hop type <laughs> type shit. And, uh, man, just really came back off that with my EP, Neon Lights. Mm-hmm. The idea was kind of got my boys, the team, on there. You know, CERN and, and First. Tim. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, you know him and Josh got on it, and I like collaborating with those cats. Some cats is hella talented, man. And just really, man, kept going, kept moving forward. Mm-hmm. Realize now that I know who I am. Like, right? It's just me. It's Kev. Like, let's just do it. Like, mm-hmm. let me just write about what I want to write about. I don't care about what ninety percent of these people want to hear. Right. Somebody out there's gonna feel what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's all that matters to me. I tell artists that, too, all the time. Like, gee, make your music. Somebody's going to fuck with it. Exactly. Somebody like, somewhere is going to fuck with it. Like, my, my Midsummer's Night joint that I got mm-hmm. on uh, Art Music Volume 2, you know, that's a very personal song, man. Like, that's a very personal song. I know somebody somewhere yeah. will relate to it. Right. And that's what it's about, man. I want to share these things with people so they can know that they're not alone. Mm-hmm. I want somebody to gravitate toward it. I want it to resonate with them. So that's why I wrote a lot of the songs I've written in the last four years. Your um, the new album, um, it seems a, a lot more upbeat than with some of the. Obviously, you said you know yeah. you're angry in the music. Yeah, yeah. What and you you living a better life now? Uh, much that. better life, man. Uh, about that, my beautiful third wife. my third wedding anniversary. Congratulations, beautiful wife. Thank you. Love her, by the way. She's tight. She is, man. Elizabeth is tight, man. Like 
I met her at a point in my life where I didn't even want to be in a relationship. Isn't that always how it happens? It's exactly how it happens. And people laugh all the fucking that time and say that could never like happen tomorrow. to them. Look, man, I was, <laughs> I was coming off of wasting five months of my life with somebody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go on tour with the band. I'm going to work my yeah. job, go to school, go, to, go on tour, work my, my, money, my money and shit. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. I don't give a fuck about nothing else. I don't care about these girls out here. It's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to worry about the music, focus on the music. Right. Met her. That's tight. And felt. Now, is she, is she the. I'm sorry, go ahead. Finish your thought. I felt a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was supposed to meet her. Got you. And then come find out, we've been in the same place at the same time for 11 years. Really? And never really connected. Mm-hmm. I checked her ID. Mm-hmm. When she was 22, I was working at B.B. McGraw's in Auburn. What? I checked her ID. Random. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. random passings. Uh, we knew some of the same All people. All the same people. Yeah, we know some yeah. of the same people, which is cool. It's also kind of weird. She went to high school with my dude, Troy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it it felt like the right time. Mm-hmm. And when I met her, I think it was when I was in Corvallis for a show, there was just a bomb of a show. Mm-hmm. Maybe seven people showed up in this venue <laughs> in Corvallis. Like the venue didn't even help us promote it. Which, like, which venue was it down there? It was some bar. That's we some little we, ass stage. We went to some hookah lounge down there for a show one time. Yeah, man. And that whole weekend, all I could think was, man, I really like this girl. Like, oh, she went with you? No. Oh, you met her down there? No, no. I was down there with the band for a show. Oh, she was, she was up here. Oh, okay, got you. And I just, I was like, yo, I'm. I'm not feeling where I'm at right now. I'd rather be h- hanging out with her. Like, special. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, man, we've been together five years total. And best five okay. years of my life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and and she she holds you down. Oh, she, she was. And she down. was, when we went to, okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Um, you had the, what was it, the anniversary for? Well, okay, backtrack even further. You started a clothing line. I started a clothing, clothing brand. Forever Green. Forever Green. Um, great clothes, by the way. Thank you. Dedicated to everybody who grew up in the Pacific Northwest, Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Montana, even. I like the material. Saying? I don't know what material this is, but the shirt, the other shirt you gave me were tight. Um, I like how they fit. It was dope. Um, and they sent, they hold up well when you wash them, too. They do. They hold up really well. Yeah. Um, so you had the, uh, was it the anniversary party? Our one-year anniversary party on the 13th of September. Ooh, Sorry, 12th of September. Yeah, we was lit. Hey, look, man, shout out to Wingman Brewers yeah. for having us through in Tacoma. Uh, they, they're, I think they have like 110 capacity. We had 65 people in there. Yeah, it was. You know good, what I'm saying? Like, it was a great turnout. Aside from DJ Just Jordan was Sean spinning. Brooks, fucking yo, shout out to Sean Brooks, man. I'm about ass. to put that man on the show in January. Are you? Yep. Man, fuck Sean, man. Sean gonna hear this. Dog, and Sean man. knows I'm about to hit him for that show at the airport tavern. He uh, he was super lit that night. He was super Jesus lit. Christ. Him and his cousin was super lit. Yeah. And I kept feeding them drinks, too. I didn't even give I know. a fuck. What like, was that beer that you guys collaborated uh, on? We collaborated on a beer. It's called uh, For the Love of Pineapple. Yeah. It's a pineapple sour. Yes. So it's not super pineapple forward. The pineapple's on the back end. Mm-hmm. It's oh, really, no, I had a couple. It's super drinkable. That's the problem. It's super drinkable. Yeah, you can drink a lot of them. Night. <laughs> right. So my wife, my wife and I started Forever Green together. Um. Just out of a love of the Northwest, man. Like, I grew up here, man. That's where I'm mm-hmm. from. Like, I I moved away for four years with my aunt and uncle for four years. And when I came home, like, I was, bro, it was like kissing the ground after you come home from being out at sea. Like, mm-hmm. when I flew in, we circled the Space Needle. Mm-hmm. I started crying when I moved back. Like, yo, I'm really? home. Like, 
this is the Northwest. I'm home. I saw Mount Rainier and I could not see through the tears in my eyes. Yeah. I was 18 years old. Like, I'm home. Right. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it I know just that, felt I know like, you feel me? So yeah. we started that, man, and it, it's it's still moving slowly, but surely, and that's okay. Yeah. Um, but it just seems like you guys have consistent support. We do. We do have consistent support. I'm dro- I just dropped the anorak jacket today. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I got oh, that. Shut up and I got it sitting right down here. Nice. Okay. So dropped that today. I also dropped our uh, collegiate t-shirts mm-hmm. for our new Northwest by Forever Green. Gotcha. So I've got the UW colors, the WSU, the Idaho State, mm-hmm. University of Idaho, OSU, Oregon. Like I got oh, all nice. those, the base like, colors for like those. The Pac-12? The Pac-12. And the extended, obviously. Yeah, I got Boise yeah. State in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I got Western, Central, Eastern. Nice. I threw them all up there, man. They're, they're all you can get them all. Like that's fucking dope. If, if, and if they're you on the site right now. Colleges, yeah, they're on the site right now. What's the what's the site? Uh, Forever Green Four E V R G R N P N W dot com. There you go. So I mean, get this shit, bro. Brought some uh, shirts. I bought. Okay, so I bought a shirt at the anniversary. Yep. Uh, the one with the pineapple on it. Yep. The, for the love of pineapple shirt. Yeah. Which I designed. I, fuck with I that. design all the shirts. Oh, do you, you do? I do. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I fuck with this. And then bro brought a special shirt. This is fucking tight. I fucking I didn't know. He said he's gonna bring something for me. I didn't know what it was. He gives me the package. I open it up, and it's a fucking shirt with uh, the visual from the Killing Joke on it. Yep. This is fucking hard. Hey, my man's tweeted it, and I was like, this you know is what? Hard. He said, you know, my birthday's coming up. I was like, nigga, I share the same birthday as your birthday. Yeah, we, oh yeah, we have the same birthday. Yeah, same birthday. Our birthdays are nowhere near right now. It's almost Christmas. Yeah. And then I asked the question: Is it customary to get the podcast host a gift? Because I kind of feel like, why not? We never get gifts, bro. Hey, you know what? There's we, a we, gift. Bro. I, I appreciate that. There's your that gift, ass. man. Like but you, you, and let me backtrack. Man, you've given me a lot. I want to say thank you. So we we share a birthday. True. Um, last year, my man couldn't. Um, you have a surgery. I had emergency stomach hernia surgery. He had emergency surgery. He calls me. He goes, Reese, what you doing for your birthday? Uh, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'm really doing it. What's good? He was like, you want to go to the Deezus and Mero? I was like, yeah, sounds tight. Like, what's up? You got tickets? I'm thinking he's going to sell them to me. He's like, bro, you can have them. I'm supposed to go. I can't go. I can't make it. Hey, happy birthday. He was like, happy <laughs> birthday, G. I'm like, bro, this is fucking tight. Like, this yep. is fucking lit. So um, so we go to the show, uh, me and my ex. We go to the show. Have a great time, but before we, before we went, um, I know somebody who knows Jesus Tamiro. I right. reached out. Um, I was like, "Look, man, we, we got to do something for my guy. You know, can you guys honor him in some type of way? You know, because he gave me the tickets. He's having emergency surgery. He can't be here. It's his birthday. Was it? Was it that day, bro? That, that it was. was, it, was uh, the, it was the Saturday. It, oh yeah, it was the fourteenth. It was the fourteenth. It was on the fourteenth. Yep. Yeah, and um, I was like, "We got to do something to honor my guy somehow." And so, um, Jesus called me. And he was like, yo, you know, you want to do something for your boy? He's like, I want, you know, come on stage. You know, we'll, we'll FaceTime him or, you know, we'll call him right. from the show. So at the end of the show, Jesus and Mero, they call me on stage. Uh, I go on stage. I FaceTime. I told him, I was like, yo, stay by your phone. I'm going to call you, you know, something. Right. Did you know that I was going to do that? No, no. I thought something happened. Like, I said, yeah. yo, I hope I didn't give you tickets and something popped off and yeah. you got hurt or something because then I feel like it's my fault. Right, right, But right. I'm sitting, my wife's sitting on the other couch because they had me laid out on the big couch at home, man. Like, I was laying down and everything. Yeah, and this is after the surgery. This is after surgery. So I yeah. had surgery on the 8th. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Because you can I was supposed to go to the Mariners game on the 8th with really? Carl. Oh, okay. With Carl and his wife. Yeah. And my wife. But next thing you know, I'm in the hospital having surgery. Right. So following week... I, get, I see my FaceTime ring. I'm like, 
the fuck is this? Yeah. And when I saw what it was, bro, I don't know if you can see the tears in my eyes. Like, see you cry. It's good. Bro, like, my wife got, has the reaction on oh, for video. Real? Yeah. That's fucking tight. She has the reaction on video. Man, it was the that's the dopest birthday present that any of the really? homies have ever given me. Word? Word. Like, my homies give me birthday presents and everything, yeah, but it's yeah. usually a bottle of liquor or something, you know what I'm yeah. saying? But that is the most thoughtful gift uh-huh. one of the homies has ever given me. I wanted to make I wanted to make sure um that we did something to honor you, bro. You know what I mean? Uh, I really appreciate it because you didn't have to do that. And I knew you was gonna be laid up at the house post surgery. Man, I was there. In some pain. So I, I FaceTimed, bro, from the stage, Dizzy Samuel, the whole theater saying happy birthday to bro. Bro. Um yeah. That was wild, man, too, because I was just like, yo. That was surreal. I just wanted to make sure that we I did something. I showed my appreciation. You know and I, mean? I appreciate it, man. Because I'm sure you, you wasn't out the next day. Because nah. the next day, you know, was the actual birthday. So I yeah. know you wasn't no. able to do whatever. I sat at the house by myself for a good three hours. The, my did wife you? took the kids out and they went yeah. they went to the pool at the apartment, the old apartment. And I sat in the, I just sat in the house. Yeah. And I just watched TV. Like, I'm laid up after surgery. What am I going to do? Yeah. You know? But I just I wanted to make sure, man. That, like I said, I showed my appreciation. You didn't have I, to do that. I appreciate that 100, percent man. Oh, that was super dope of you. Super yeah. dope of you. I wish somebody would have been able to like film the whole shit. That'd have been tight. But yeah, I for my friends, man, I try to make sure. You know what I mean? Like if we go somewhere for somebody's birthday, all the whole place is singing happy birthday. Oh, ask, absolutely. Man. Ask Mike Capes. We gotta. <laughs> I did that for Mike Capes at the Kendrick concert, bro. Like that was that was dope. That yeah. was dope to get that FaceTime. And then they mentioned. Okay, it's funny because they mentioned it on their podcast the following Monday. Oh, did they? But they talked. They said somebody had heart surgery. I was like, Nick, I did not have heart surgery. Oh, I definitely didn't say that. No, but that's what they said. They said, "Hey, <laughs> homie in Seattle who had the heart surgery." I'm like, "Yo, first off, that was me. Secondly, <laughs> I did not have heart surgery, gentlemen." Well, at but least they remembered you. it though. But at that's least they right, remembered yeah. it, man. It was it was super dope, man. Yeah, nah, man. I, um, that goes down as the dopest birthday present. That's fucking tight. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, man. That's fucking lit. I do remember though the next I day. I usually take myself on trips for my birthday or something. Yeah, you know what? For for individuals like us, we usually try to do stuff for other people. Bro, you know, cancers, bro. I yeah, <laughs> that's really man, that's is, what it comes down to. All we bro. do is cry and look out for other people. Apparently, <sighs> that's true. <laughs> man, if you could see the itinerary I put together for my wedding anniversary, yeah, bruh. Now, when is the wedding? The official anniversary is tomorrow. Okay, congratulations. Thank you. Way. Thank when you. When this so, drops, it'll be right. Yeah, it'll drop on the anniversary. So happy anniversary, baby. I love you. Uh, I hope you like the gift I got you. That's tight. Yeah. So, well, we're going down to Portland this weekend. Everybody's in fucking Portland. Everybody's bro, in Portland this past week. Bro, I love too. Portland, man. Like, Portland's my spot. My best friend okay. Shelby and her husband live in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. So they always t- kick it with us. I think we're going to do it solo together this year. Okay. Um, I did a nice little itinerary for the two of us. A couple got, restaurants. Got, got, um, I'm going to take her to the Art Museum. In Portland? Yep. Portland's Portland Art Museum. Hmm. Uh, I've never been there, so it'll be the yeah, first time no for idea. me. We're going to hit... Um, La Montage Bistro, my favorite restaurant sure. to eat eat at in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, water, the Urban Waterfall at Ira Keller Four Cart Fountain Park. We're gonna hit that too. Oh, you got this whole shit mapped out, bro. Itinerary. Oh, this is the you made a flyer got, for the itinerary. I, I, made a, I made a. Oh, flyer that's fucking the, tight, bro. So we're gonna do uh, Whiskey Library, which is a nice little whiskey spot that's down the street from the hotel, so we can mm-hmm. walk there. What hotel you guys in it? Yeah, so we're gonna do that, and then Wait, what hotel you guys in it? Oh, uh, we're staying at the Holiday Inn. Okay. I, sp- I splurged and got us the King Suite. Nice. Do that. I got to do it. Use my points. Yeah. <laughs> you really? You're stupid. <laughs> but no, nah, I mean, we're going to do that, man. My-, my wife and I like to have fun together, man. She's my travel buddy. And yeah, she's fun, man. So. She was excited when I bought the shirt. She was oh, hype. She's, she's hype when anybody buys a shirt, man. She, she loves was... the shirts. I'll come home with like prototype shirts. Yeah. And she'll geek over the prototype shirts. She was super shirts. hype. 
She was like, oh, yeah. But you guys didn't have the size, I think. Like, when I brought the, when I, when I told her I was doing the leggings, yeah. the ladies, and they had pockets, mm-hmm. bro, she said, I want three pair. Yeah. So I got her all three pair and all the That's colors. Tight. So Yeah, I think ladies need that. Ladies. Yeah. You know you need leggings with uh, pockets. I, and they are, they're squat proof, too. What? I swear, where's the pocket at? Sorry, I know it's on the gone. side. It's, it's on the side of the thigh. Okay. Because somebody was, um, I, I met a homegirl. She has a... Um, she had some leggings on and they had pockets and mm-hmm. and there was a she was like but this just this don't make sense for the pocket to be right here and I was like yeah like I think if you no squat. it's on it's on like it's right right yeah. on the thigh and they're squat proof you can't tight. see through them oh really we oh, we, that's what you mean. we we did R and D on leggings bro like when I tell you I bought twenty different pairs of leggings mm-hmm. and returned nineteen mm-hmm. that's what we did that's a lot it took to us two months to find the leggings really um that's tight I didn't know okay yeah ladies yeah. get into that do that order these yep. Um, I was gonna ask you something else. Um, fucking, I was gonna ask you. Oh, um, so you had a video drop earlier this year. Yep, feeling fine. Jordan was in it. Jordan was in it. Tim was in it. Q yep. Dot was in it. Yep. And shout out to Dot too, man. He needs to. He, tell you, he keeps getting on my head about. Coming well, in. as soon as I get the studio built in the garage, he's coming through. And okay. He owes me like five verses. Oh, does he? Yes. <laughs> Q Dot's hilarious, bro. Oh, we just saw um, him uh, Saturday night. The boy, uh, the boy Reese's house. Who? Uh, Maurice Thornton, Elevated Customs. I don't think I know. Yeah, um, him and Square Biz. They they had a little Halloween party at Reese's mm-hmm. house, and we live right down the hill from Reese. Okay. So we just literally five minute drive up the hill. Yeah. Went to his party for a little bit, hung out. That's tight. Saw Dot and his wife. Who um who from here do you want to collaborate with, or is there anybody? Uh, I mean, man, I want to collaborate with anybody who wants to do it, man. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not particular to one type of person. Like, whoever wants to work, let's work. When people say let's work all the time. I'm dead ass. Like, let's work. Right. I got beats, man. I produce. Like, mm-hmm. I I will engineer it. You don't got to go out and pay somebody to do it. Like my last th- four projects I've done, I have mixed, mastered, produced, and tracked all myself. Really. The feature artists track they track their stuff where they did I mixed it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. I taught myself over the last two years to where I'm at now, mm-hmm. and I like the way our music volume six sounds. I'm good with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's my own sound, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, Q told me because he listens to everything I send him. And I asked him for his honest feedback. He said, "Bro, if PM Dawn happened now, you're PM Dawn." Hmm. And that really made me think, like... That's really interesting. That's an interesting comparison. I was like, okay. Yeah. And I think it's because of the back end of the How You Feel joint. Mm-hmm. The, I put the reprise on the back end of it. So that's why it's a four and a half minute song. Okay. Otherwise, it'd been like 245 or Yeah. Like There's that. a lot of that, though. I mean, your, your, your song structures, they're not like what you typically see in music now. No. Nah. You know what I mean? Because, again, like you, like you mentioned, you know, there's 439, 324. Like, for me, man, there's an artistry to it, right? Yeah, there's just artistry to it. Like I just let the beat go with what the beat goes. And mm-hmm. But the best thing is that you seem you're enjoying yourself. I'm having fun, man. You're enjoying yourself. Look, I mean, I'm not out here. I'm not trying to be that dude in the town. You know what I mean? Right. Whether it's Tacoma or Seattle, I'm just trying. I'm just that guy, man. Right. I just love making music. Yeah. And anybody who wants to make music, who loves making music, let's make the music. I, I find it interesting that a lot of um, artists uh, just create. Period. Like you have the clothing line. Yeah. Right? Uh, I'm sure you still write all the time. Or every day, jot things down. You made a fucking flyer for you know your wedding itinerary. I think creatives just have a need to create, uh, and I, I think do. it's a beautiful thing. You know, I think if we, I mean, I can show you my Google Docs right now, and mm-hmm. it's all starters or full songs. Really? Yeah, I started one this morning. Yeah, but it just it it just speaks to me that you know, like I said, people that have that uh yeah that ability, you know, because some people feel like they they're just not creative, and then others we have to create something. 
You know what I mean? I don't feel right if I'm not creating something. I feel you. I love to cook. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I get that. I get that from my father. If we had more time, we could really go into that one. Man, we, we, had, we, we talked about that one. We got, That's a wild thing. Can you, can you do that in five minutes? I can. So I found <laughs> out my fa- my dad that I grew up this, with. This dad, was wild. I found out my dad grow, growing up, who I knew was my dad, was not my dad. Right. Found out in June. Uh, how'd you How'd you find out? I found out because I had a cousin get a hold of me via Ancestry.com because I did my DNA. I wanted to know mm-hmm. where my family came from. I'm mixed, so I wanted to know where my black family came from. Right. And here I am thinking it's from Texas and from the, you know, right. Texas and Alaska, but then I find out it's from Antigua mm-hmm. and St. Croix, Virgin Island. You know, so my birth mother passed away when I was 18 months old, so she's really the only one who can give us any real answers to this situation. But long... Oh, see, I didn't, see, I didn't know that Yeah, part, yeah. So my, my, my birth mother's me she, sister me raised me. Okay. So she adopted me when I was three. Okay. And her and her ex-husband adopted me. They got divorced, but they still raised me. Right. Um, but then to find out at 38 mm-hmm. that my dad's not my dad and the, I, my father has been across the country mm-hmm. and I have hella family in Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Like I've hung out with some of these cats. You told me that you started building social circles. Yeah. yeah. So, but no, I mean, before I even found out, I had hung oh, out really? with some of these cats. Didn't even know they were my cousins. Mm-hmm. And now I find out. So how? Okay. So when you found out, I found out um, the day before my birthday. Sorry, no, two days after I found out, I got the DNA results, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. Right. Like I couldn't even be at the gym that night. I just had I had to leave the gym. I was t- ten minutes into my workout. Mm-hmm. It's like I gotta go home. I gotta digest this shit because it's real. Right. Now it's real. Right. So my father flew out here from Florida mm-hmm. for a week and hung out with me and my family. That's right, yep. And it was a real cool experience. Now, what was, now what was that like meeting him for the first time? I see where I get a lot of who I am. Mm-hmm. I see it. Like culturally? Culturally. like Physically? Physically, culturally. I have an affinity for the water. Mm-hmm. And I know where it comes from because him being from Antigua. Right. My whole family being from the islands. And, man, it's just it's it's cool to know that that's real. Mm-hmm. Like my dad's still my dad. I love my dad to of death. Course. I was just in his house course, yesterday. Yeah. You feel me? Now, how how did he digest that information when you told him? He took it real well. Mm-hmm. He took it real well. Like I know it, it hurts him a little bit, but we've talked about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and he told me you know if there's any, if I ever if I ever want him to go with me down to Florida mm-hmm. when I go visit, he'll go with me. Like he's more than willing to. Right. You know, I don't think I'm, I'm not at that point where I need him to go. I would go by myself. It's whatever. But maybe maybe he needs that too though. He might need it. I mean, those two might need to sit down and talk. I mean, because they knew each other well, when they were like young. There's absolutely a conversation that yeah will probably take place between them. You know and I mean? there has to be, man. But yeah, and, and closure as well. You know, because your right. mother passed. I've, I got a lot of closure on this subject. So for yeah. me, like, well, for him, I I'm, can see that. I'm 100 percent confident in who I am now. Right. I always felt like there was something missing. Like I didn't know who I was. I get it now. Right. I get it. Got you. You know, I found especially because your mom passed so long right. ago. Right. Yeah. You know, she can't answer the question. Like, I can't go to Mount View Cemetery in Auburn and ask her the question and get an answer. Right. You know what I'm saying? I can go up there. I can put flowers. I can clean her her masonry stone right there and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to her, but I'm not going to get an answer. Right. You know, to find out I have a 12-year-old sister mm-hmm. and a 20-year-old sister was wild. Right. But for them to find out that they had a 13-year-old nephew, my mm-hmm. son, a 13-year-old niece, my stepdaughter... Yeah, my sister, my twelve year old sister was like, "This is awkward." Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, yeah, because she's like, "I'm twelve, they're 13. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It happens." Right, black family, right? Yep. Is that stereotypical black family? No, I. You see, you see that age gap a lot, but like the aunts. And it was cool, man. Like I, I'm content. That's good. I'm man. content, man. I'm glad you found peace with that. I remember when you first told me that, um, bro. 
I didn't know how you were going to feel about it I as, mean, as you were telling me. I wasn't me. freaking out. No. I wasn't freaking out, but it was just intriguing to me. Like my, but I didn't, I think when you told me, I don't think that you had uh, yet met him yet. I hadn't. Right. But when I did, man, I got it. Yeah. Like, I got it. And I think when I was talking to you, you hadn't told your dad either. Uh-uh. Because I think that was my concern. Was like, How's that conversation went real well. That's tight. We went out to dinner. I'm and, glad it did, yeah. man. It was cool, man. Um, so I think we both just got texts at the same time. Uh, but yeah, and, and your wife's been mad supportive. Ma- she was the one freaking out over it all. Yeah. Because I wasn't. Mm-hmm. And she didn't understand how I wasn't. But she's been super supportive over it. You know what I mean? She loves, she loves knowing that, yes, for sure, that's my father. And mm-hmm. she sees the similarities. Yeah. She loves knowing where I get it from. Because mm-hmm. with my dad and me, there are no similarities. Really? There's just not. There's yeah. not. Personalities are totally different. Yeah. Everything's different. And you and your father. Everything's you the same. Really, really common. We're both the cooks in our family. Mm-hmm. We both love to cook. We love our family. We'll do anything for our family. Isn't like, that crazy Like how some of those things are just inherent? Yeah. Like you inherited all that without knowing that man. Mm-hmm. I also inherited my stomach hernia from him. Really? It's hereditary. Hereditary, yeah. So my grandfather had it. He had it. Really? My son was like freaking out. Am I going to get it? I said, nah, man, you got your mom's genes. You fine. Also a good question, though. You know what I mean? He's like, he's good, though. I've had him yeah. I've had him looked at for that. So oh, okay. He's good on that. But, but yeah, I'm sure that's very like a very eye-opening moment. Like, it is, man. It is. It. I didn't question. I questioned who I was for a very long time, and I tried to fit in so much for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But to finally understand and finally realize that I kn- I now know who I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I am a a child descend from the island. Right. You know what I mean? I've talked to my grandmother. Like I still have a grandmother. Mm-hmm. Which is dope. It's a beautiful thing. I've had probably, I, I shit you not, I've had 100 people reach out to me and my family, my father's family. You told me that they were excited. Bro, it's a, it's a little overwhelming at times. <laughs> right. But it's cool. Yeah. Like, both those feelings come over me like, yo, this is hella fire. And then it's like, yo, this is super overwhelming. Right. But I don't mind. Mm-hmm. It's my family. I, man, can I say, man, over the past, well, like, two years, bro, um, your life has looked beautiful. Thank Just you. from the outside. It, it feels in. beautiful, man. Um, like, you guys... You guys started a business. Mm-hmm. Um, you're still able to release music. Yep. Uh, you guys bought a house recently. Bought a house in August. Um, you know, the revelation about family. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, aside from the surgery, obviously. Yeah. But even that's a corrective thing. So, yep. you know, you're not going to have those issues moving forward. No. Your life looks beautiful, brother. Man, it feels good, man. I can't complain about it. If I ever complain about my life, I hope somebody slaps me because I cannot complain right now. Yeah. If I would be... The most ungrateful person on the planet if I complain about my life right now. Mm-hmm. I love my wife. I love my children. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think my stepdaughter understands that how I love her the same exact amount as I love my son. Mm-hmm. I don't think she fully gets that. She won't. I would, do, I would do anything for that girl, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could ask her because I'd be going up to school. Mm-hmm. Somebody fuck with her to school. I'm going <laughs> up to school. Like, the school hates me. Really? I promise you that school hates me, man. I show up for any fucking thing because you're not messing with my kids. Mm-hmm. I don't play. Right. And I work I seven minutes. Way. I work seven minutes from their school. Yeah. I will show up on my lunch break. I showed up on my lunch break and talked to the uh, principal last year. Oh, just because? Just I was like, yo, I heard about this, this, and this. What's popping? Yeah. Like, I feel it. So, I, feel, I, mean, I man, feel that level of involvement. I, I love my life, man. Like, 10 years ago, I didn't love my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't want my life. And I could, couldn't imagine not having this life now. You feel me? Like, yeah. that's where I'm at. That's such a beautiful thing, bro. I'm, 
I'm happy as fuck for you. I appreciate that. Yeah. You're going to find that same happiness, bro. Oh, it's out there somewhere. Yeah. It's out there somewhere. It is. I meet this chicken like, eh, something not. <laughs> um, <laughs> nah, but nah, this is definitely an inspiration, bro. Like, just seeing you, like, with the positive vibes and just the way you move. I know we got to wrap this up. We got to get out of here. Yeah. But, I mean, I do want to thank you for making the time and yeah, driving I appreciate out here. It. I appreciate you. Look, I appreciate both of us finally making this happen. Yeah. 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 I've been wanting to have this conversation you know? with you. Um, and for, and just your blunt honesty and being able to share your story. Like, you've yeah. been extremely honest today. That's fucking it's wild. It's me every day. You do got to give me that uh, dude's number, though, for the strip club, because I got to go manage this bitch. Give me- it, it don't exist no more, but I will do that. <laughs> that's, my next, that's my next venture, managing the strip club. All right, man. Um, this is episode 53. 53. Um, I got to figure out what the artwork is going to be for this joint. We're going to put it out in the morning. Um, really appreciate y'all rocking with us. Um, again, it's me and my man, Kev. Thank you so much, sir. Uh, and we'll get with you guys. Peace. Peace.